The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Praise the name of the Lord. Welcome to the very first Sunday of 2015. We Why are we excited? Because it's only the living that can praise God, at least on earth. Only the living. Like two years ago, usually as every year um, winds down and we approach a new year, even before I became a pastor, as, as, um, as, a Christian, I would go to God and spend some time with God, sit with God, just try to discern God's mind, you know, for the coming year, which everyone should do, actually, even on a daily basis, which is why we have devotions, you know, just sitting with God, trying to get God's mind for our lives. And over the years, I've um, had to write a lot of things and download a lot of things and all that. And personally, I, I noticed that by the time it's March, I, I, I kind of tend to forget what God has said. I mean, does that happen to anybody? By the time it's March, I'm, I'm kind of, okay, what, what did he say again? I'm, I'm checking my notes. I'm, oh, yes, you know, and I'm like trying to refire myself up and all that stuff. But so about two years ago, I, I said to God, that, you know what? You are still going to tell me the details, right? But if you are to summarize this year in one word, that is, I can keep that word before me. It's easier for me to, to work with simplicity. I'm not a very complex person. I like things being simple. If there's going to be one word, what would it be? And, and it said establishment. I don't know if you guys remember, and it was fantastic. And last year, the word for us was bloom and boom, you know, God came through and is still coming through. By the way, establishment has not expired, bloom has not expired, you will still continue to bloom in Jesus' name. But the focus this year for us is victory. Praise the name of the Lord. It's victory. And like I said at the watch night service, I'm trusting God that it be an extension even to this nation, Nigeria, that we will look back at this year and we will say, this nation has been victorious. Praise the name of the Lord. So I'm going to unpack a few things just to, I mean, help us distill down, you know, the, the, the um, real depth of this word for a few minutes and, and we'll be done. In Deuteronomy chapter 20, so the first thing to, to take note of in this year is that God will give you victory. That's a good place to say amen. Deuteronomy 24, the word of God says, for 
If you, have a, if you want to title this message, just title it 2015. <laughs> Praise the Lord. For the Lord, your God, is going with you. He will fight against all your adversaries. And he will give you victory. Who will give you victory? God. He will give you victory. So immediately, the first thing that jumps out at you, at me, at, at us, is, is, is the fact that there are people in this place, in this church, that you've had a running battle. You've had a running battle. I'm here to announce to you that that battle is coming to an end this year. And it's not going to end in defeat. It's going to end in victory. In the mighty name of Jesus. Write it down. Another thing you should take note of is this. You know, in the book of Revelations, Jesus kept saying, to him that overcometh, I will give a part of the tree of life. To him that overcometh, I will do this. And it's a recurring theme in the book of Revelations. And if, if, if Jesus is saying that it's a reward for those that overcome, it means that there's an overcoming to overcome. I hope that is correct English. There's something to overcome. If there's going to be victory, it means there's going to be battle. A battle. But the assurance we have in God is that we are going to come out victorious. Praise the name of the Lord. So the issue is not the battle. The issue is the victory. I don't know what you have lost. I don't know where you suffered loss. But again, I'm here to say to you that what you are gaining is greater than what you have lost. This year, the reward of faithfulness will be so satisfying. You know, it's like the scripture that says when the, when the Lord turned again to captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue filled with singing. So, conflict, but victory is assured. Conflict, but victory is assured. Which is why next week, we are going to start a series called Actually, victory, but proven war principles of gaining victories from war generals. And guess what? They, are, they all took it from the Bible. It's going to go for between about 8 to 12 weeks of teaching. How to engage and ensure victory. God has a lot to teach us. 
how to be victorious in every area of our lives, in our health, in our finances, in our relationships, in our careers, in our businesses. Even in this nation, Nigeria. Praise the name of the Lord. So stay tuned. Victory, what it does is that it gives you influence. Victory gives you influence. It gives you influence. I can take a, a simple example. If you, if you take a footballer today and a footballer is victorious, let's say a Messi, scores a lot of goals, is victorious. Guess what happens? He becomes influential. People begin to buy his shirts, his t-shirts. In fact, um, which player was it? Rodriguez, the Real Madrid guy. Real Madrid has made a third of his transfer fee just by sending t-shirts of his name. A Ronaldo, for instance, is victorious by scoring goals. A Durant in basketball, victorious by scoring goals. A Novak. Djokovic is victorious. I'm talking about sports now. <laughs> Usain Bolt is victorious. If you go to Heathrow, you see Usain Bolt's huge picture. Influence comes with victory. As you become victorious, you become influential. Praise the name of the Lord. As your business becomes victorious, your business becomes influential. As your life becomes victorious, your life becomes influential. And you will begin to take territories. Territories will be released to you because of the victories that will come your way. And the beauty about victory is that if you, are, if you have victory in a key area of life, it gives you influence even in other areas of life. If you break through and you have victory in your spiritual work, it gives you influence even financially. It gives you influence even emotionally. It gives you influence even relationally. If you, are, if you, if you get a, a breakthrough and you are victorious in, you can think of another key area of your life. It gives you influence across board. So this year, your influence is going to be multiplied in the mighty name of Jesus. And it's so so, so powerful to know that but while you have that at the back of your mind we should never ever forget our source I will say never never ever never ever ever forget your source 
look at your neighbor and say, Nkechi, John, you know their name. Never, never, ever, never, ever, ever, never, ever, ever, ever forget yourself. <laughs> you know, these things, they sound simple. I have seen a lot of people shipwreck their faith because they gained victory in, a, in an area of life. I, it, it's, it's so pathetic, but... But that will not be your story. In, in Psalm 44, verse 3, Psalm 44, verse, verse 3, the word of God says in Psalm 44, verse, verse 3, that they did not conquer the land with their sword. It was not their own strong arm that gave them victory. It was what? It was your right hand, your strong hand, and the blinding light of your face that helped them, for you loved them. You are going to be victorious this year. It will not be by your strength. You will work hard, but it's going to be by God's favor. And his blinding radiance and his countenance. Never, ever forget that. Never, ever forget that. As a church, we've seen God do awesome things with us. My friends come to minister, you know, a couple of them, and, you know, and they're blown away. They're like, I mean, how did you? That, I was having a discussion with Pastor Bancoli. It was, I mean, the question goes something like this. That if, you, if, if God's favorite house had had a plot of land, just one plot in this area, it would have been a miracle. But how did you get this size? I said, I don't know. It's God. Praise the name of the Lord. You see, it, 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 I'm not confused. That's why if someone says that, it's, it's like you're not even doing anything. It's like you're just, it's just effortless. I say, exactly. Because we know who is doing all the heavy lifting. Unfortunately, not, we have to consistently remind ourselves because one thing about victory is that it, it intoxicates. Victory has a way of adding to you the spring of your legs. There's nothing wrong in you bouncing. Have you noticed that when you get, when nobody's promoted in your organization and you get a double promotion, your, your steps changes. You begin to, as if you have a problem with your left leg. <laughs> you notice that if, if you've been trusting God for the fruit of the womb, and all of a sudden, boom, twins, what happens? You, you subconsciously, you, you don't mean to be proud, but there's just a spring to your... And it's okay, there's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. In itself. But never forget where it came from. Never forget where it came from. There's a story about a um, professor in, in the U.S. that said, I don't know, probably he's a professor of philosophy, and he said at the end of his class, he had the auditorium filled with, with students, and he said to them, there is no God. 
And he says he's going to put forth a challenge right now that if there is God in five minutes, he should knock him off this stage. And he stood. And everywhere went quiet. I was looking at this time, mocking God, mocking God. Interestingly, a 300 pound American football player, 300 pounds is about 130 kilograms. That is big. Football player heard the professor. He was waiting on the corridor for his friend, probably that was in the class, to finish the class. Heard the professor. After a while, the guy just ran into the auditorium and carried the professor and slammed him on the ground. <laughs> and the professor was like, why? Why did you do that? And the guy said, God was busy, so he sent me. <laughs> God was too busy, so he delegated it to me, and I did a good job. Never, ever, ever, ever say in your heart, my strength has gotten this. It's because I was smart. It's because I was beautiful. It's because I was connected. It's because never, ever, 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 ever. So your influence is going to grow. It's going to grow. And you have to leverage your influence for the kingdom of God. Every influence you get, you have to do what? You have to leverage it for the kingdom of God. You have to because you are God's representative. You have to leverage that influence for the kingdom of God. So you will discover that all of a sudden, in the rooms, in the offices, in the meetings and discussions you are having, God will so promote you that you, you will all of a sudden become the most important person in the room. So what do you do? When you are the most important person in the room, what do you do? What do you do when you enter a business meeting and, and it, it just dawns on you that you are the most important person in the room? What do you do when you are amongst your brothers in church, at home, anywhere, and God has increased your influence? What do you do? What you do is what Jesus did. When he sat on the table and he was the most important person in the room, Jesus got up got on his knees and cleaned the disciples' feet. Fantastic example. So what do you do when you are the most important person in the room? You leverage your influence to serve other people. The best leaders serve people. You leverage your influence to serve other people. Why? Because the best leaders serve people. 
What do you do when daddy, you enter your house and daddy is the most important person in the house? What does daddy do? Does daddy oppress everybody? What daddy should do is daddy should take the napkin and clean everybody's feet. Only the mommies are clapping. <laughs> Look at a few daddies. <laughs> That's what daddies should do. You are in your domain. You are the most important person. What should you do? You leverage it for the benefit of others. That's what God expects you and I to do. I need to go on quickly. So number one, victory. And as everything I'm saying is the derivative of victory. Number two, your personal relationship with Jesus is key. Your personal relationship with Jesus is key. Don't move without the Holy Spirit as God sent you on that journey. As he sent you on that journey. If he hasn't sent you, don't do it. Don't do things because you can't do it. And to grow spiritually, you know, spiritual growth is so, so, so um, important to me that, you know, the book I've written, the only book I've written so far is about spiritual growth, new creation reality. I'm passionate about seeing people grow spiritually. And I've turned it around and turned it around. I've crystallized it into three, three words. If you want to grow spiritually, there are three things things you need to do. I've, just to make us remember it, we've termed it R-E-P. Rep. You could call it P-E-R or E-R-P or E-P-R or whatever. The order is not important, but just, I think I remember rep easily. So just take this down. For you to grow this year spiritually, since your relationship with Jesus has to be key, for you to grow number one thing that you need to pay attention to is your relationships. R for what? Relationships. Your relationships. You see, you will grow faster if you associate with people that are also growing spiritually. You will grow spiritually faster if you make friends with people whose spiritual growth is priority to them. You grow faster. In fact, while I believe in the word of God and reading the Bible, and we're going to get to that, the New Testament church did not have the Bible. And they grew spiritually. They had some part of scriptures but they didn't have the Bible as we know it. And one of their greatest strengths was fellowship, relationships. They kept fellowshipping together. And fellowship doesn't necessarily mean you come and sing and clap. Yes, probably. It starts with that. But beyond that, I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. You are the average of the three people you spend the most time with. Spiritually, 
you are the average of the three people you spend the most time with. So, if you are a, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, if you are a 9, and you spend most of your time with people that are not going anywhere, one is a 0, one is a 2, one is a 1. 0 plus 1 plus 2 plus 9 equals what? 12 divided by 4, 3. That's where you'll be struggling with. You'll be struggling to maintain 3. Meanwhile, you are a what? 9. Eagles don't play too much with chickens. I'm not talking about segregation. I'm not talking about you're better than anybody. No. In fact, you need to reach out to people that are far from God. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, who are the people that are spoiling you on in the things of God? Do you have any? You can't rise above such people. Relationships. That's why your life group is so key, key, key. Life group is so important. But I need to go. E is experiences. Ex- your experiences in God with God, changes and affects your growth spiritually. Which is why we try to call our services worship experiences. Have you noticed? You say worship experiences. Why? Because we have come to experience God to, and experience one another. Experiences from testimonies of other people. Your personal testimonies. Experiences. And P is R is what? E is what? And P is practices. Practices. What are my daily rituals, as it were? What are my daily practices? What are my consistent, habitual behaviors? And there are some key practices. Reading your Bible, praying, Getting involved with fasting, that will change your life spiritually. So, to go spiritually, you need to rep God. <laughs> R E P. R is what? E is what? And P is what? Practices. And that is someone on its own. But I need to go. Number three. So the first thing is victory. Derived from that, the personal relationship with God is key. Derived from victory also. Number three, one thing I hear in my spirit consistently is decisions, decisions, decisions. Everybody say decisions, decisions, decisions. Your decisions, they say, determines your destiny. It's not the devil. It's your decision that determines your destiny, not the devil. The turn you take or you don't take. So your decisions will either hasten or halt your destiny. Your decisions will either hasten or halt your destiny. 
So watch out for what I've called the destiny halt signs. You know that halt sign, like stop sign? Watch out for the destiny halt signs. Don't make impulsive decisions when you see a halt sign. So as not to halt your destiny. Just a way of making a stick. Don't make impulsive decisions when you see what? A halt sign. So and not to what? Halt your destiny. What's a halt sign? If I see a halt sign, what should I? When, if I see an halt sign, what's that halt sign? I should be careful. Once I see the halt sign, I should be careful not to make impulsive decisions. What is the halt sign? H is for hungry. Don't make impulsive decisions when you are hungry. That may sound trivial, but it will save your life. When you are hungry, ask Esau. We tell you, he lost his birthright. He lost his destiny. He lost it because he was hungry. He made a hasty decision because he was hungry. So if you see that hot sign, hunger, you are hungry, stop. A. What is the A in the all time that I need to be careful of? A is anger. So don't make decisions when, decision when I'm hungry, when I'm angry. When I'm angry, we explained that, I think in the last, last Sunday, right? We explained that in more detail. You want to get that city to help you. When you are angry. So, Anger is part of the whole sign you need to watch out for. What is the L in the old sign that I need to watch out for? What is the L in the old sign that I need to watch out for? That L. Loneliness. Don't make irrational decisions when you are lonely. When you are lonely, the enemy is saying, click on that pornographic site. Don't do it. Oh, when you're lonely, well, every man is a man. But you know that's not the man for you. Don't do it. H is for A is for L is for and T. <laughs> I have a spider on my notes. T is for tired. For tired. You are going to be under pressure to make decisions. Don't make decisions when you are hungry, when you are angry when you are lonely and when you are tired. Victory is your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Your personal relationship with Jesus is key. Your decisions, 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 
Let's bow down our hearts. As we bow down our heads. As we pray. You are here. First Sunday of the year. It's a time for decision. Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart. Are you going to decide for him? Or are you going to decide otherwise? Say, Pastor, I want to start this year right. I want to start this year with God. I have made some decisions that have halted my destiny. I was attempted to halt my destiny. Pastor, I want to get right back with God. I want to pray with you wherever you are seated. That is me, Pastor. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to decide for Jesus. Oh, I used to be born again. I've backslidden. That is me, Pastor. You don't need to come forward. Wherever you are seated, put up your hand down. God bless you. Over your head. But put up your hand. Put up your hand. Well, well, God bless you. Over there. Another hand there. Another hand there. Over your head. Another hand there. God bless you. That is me. That is my other hand right at the back. That is me. I'm deciding for Jesus. I'm deciding. I'm deciding. I'm deciding. Decisions. 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 That's another. God bless you, my sister. Another hand right there. God bless you. Right in, in front, sir. I can see your hand. Right. God bless you. That is me, Pastor. Pray with me. I'm deciding today. God bless you, my sister. Keep the hands up. You're going to slip a card in your hand. Keep that hands up. Keep slip a hand, card in your hand. That is me. Once you have the card, you can put on your hand and cry to God. Have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon me. Have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy upon me. I'm deciding for you today. Cleanse me. Anybody else before we pray? Cleanse me. Cleanse me. Empower me. Let's talk to God. Let's, let's spend a few moments and just talk to God. Talk to God about what you have heard today. Father in heaven, we pray for everyone that has decided for you. We ask that you receive them. Cleanse them totally. Totally. Change these lives, Lord. And let your name and your name be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. Honor and glory we give unto you. Jesus, unfailing name, we are afraid. Praise the name of the Lord.